name's Jonathan Nato, and I'm a blind guy. Hey everyone, I'm Hamad Zaidi, and I have a disability. And this is Limping on Cloud Nine. It is, and Jonathan, the last one we did was about believing in yourself when I talked about teachers putting me in remedial classes because yeah. they confuse my, my disability with my intelligence. Right. Right? And let me just be clear. I may be a very stupid man, but it's not because of my disability. <laughs> <laughs> just wanted to get that out, you know? C- completely different reason. <laughs> Completely different reason, but at least I married an incredibly smart woman, and, and I know you did too. So Absolutely. It's a, it's a good thing. So I wanted to jump into this podcast today because I wanted to talk about a moment that I had with this woman and her child that was in a wheelchair, mm. and how shocked I was by the exchange, and how the last thing, the last podcast that we did about believing in yourself yeah, sparked sparked this memory. So I want to jump into it while it's still fresh in my mind. Mm, yeah, actually, speaking of like people in wheelchairs, there's this uh, guy I knew. He uh, unfortunately passed away like quite some time ago, but he uh, he wasn't born with a disability. But like one day he woke up. I don't remember exactly what caused it. I don't remember the story, but he basically woke up one day. He went to bed totally fine. Woke up the next day paralyzed from his waist down. And, oh my God! And really? So, yeah, and he became you know wheelchair bound, and this guy was the smartest tax person I've ever known. Like he just understood tax law and all that. It was just amazing to know like how intelligent this guy was. But if people would have saw him in a wheelchair, they would have just thought, uh, you know, oh poor guy, you know, what 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 can he do? They didn't really like he owned tons of property. He was doing all kinds of really interesting sure. stuff. And he was just a smart, smart guy, and I just wanted to, again, it kind of goes in line with everything. Like, you can't, you know, so you can't judge a book by its cover, you know? Absolutely, absolutely. And, yeah, I think people that have deficiencies have to work so much harder to get noticed. Yeah. I think I think that's why you find people with disabilities that just are through the roof on the intelligence yeah. arena. Yeah. So thank you for sharing that. I appreciate it. So this story... I was at an outlet mall years ago, and I was just getting a shirt or something. And I, I gave my credit card to the lady behind the counter, and the, it was one of my film company cards. Oh, yeah. Right? The lady behind the counter, she goes, Lonely Serial Releasing, what's that? And I said, oh, it's my distribution company, my film distribution company. And this kid behind me, he goes, really? And I turned around, and this kid is in a wheelchair. Okay. He may, he's maybe 14, 14, 15. Okay. And he's with his mom. And the second he noticed that I worked in film, his mom just rolled her eyes completely. Just <laughs> rolled her eyes. And they got their stuff and we started walking out together. I opened the door for them and the mom goes, you don't need to open our door. And I'm like, well, I know, but... I was ahead of you, so what else do you do? Right. <laughs> I mean, I would do it. I didn't tell her, but I'd do it for anybody, not just a person in a wheelchair. If you're ahead of somebody, you don't close the door on them. Right. As you're exiting a store. So anyway, we get outside, and the kid goes, what do you do in film? And I said, well, I own this distribution company, but I'm also a producer-writer. And then he goes, I want to be in film. And the mom started to cut him off. She, she started to say, oh, not now. Not now. Don't start. And so 
to be honest, I was kind of just ignoring the mom because she was being really negative. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And this kid did not have any cognitive issues at all. He was pretty smart. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Pretty sharp. Yeah. Asked me, asked me what my favorite movie was. I said, the Blues Brothers. He knew the director. He's like, wow, that's a John Landis film. I'm like, yes, it is. And he goes, you know that, that Dan Aykroyd co-wrote it? I'm like, yes, I do. It's my favorite movie. Right? <laughs> so we're, ha- we're having this conversation. And then I ask, because I always ask, I go, so are you thinking about going to film school? And he's like, I'd love to go to film school. Did you go? And I said, well, yeah, I went to UCLA. And he's like, that's my dream. I want to go to either UCLA or USC. I'm dying to go to the, one of those film schools. And then I say, well, if you want, you can keep in touch with me. I mean, I'd love helping anyone that wants to be educated, especially at my alma mater. Yeah, totally. Right. <laughs> at my program. Right. Right. And I told him, I said, you know, I used to teach at UCLA. I taught summer courses there for three years. Um, I still guest lecture every now and then. I love the school. I'd love to help you. And guess what happened, Jonathan? The the mother probably shut you down, just like, don't get his hopes up. He'll never do that. You know, like, totally just negative. The, and the, the mom shut the door so hard. It was unbelievable. She's like, you need to shut up. She said that to me. She goes, wow. you need to shut up. Whew, man. And I'm like, okay, all right. And she goes, you don't seem to understand. She goes, he's in a wheelchair. And this kid almost started to cry. I hear you. He was really embarrassed. Yeah. Right? Yeah. He was really embarrassed. And I looked at her and I'm like, what did you say? And the lady, she goes, she got louder. She's like, did you not hear me? My son is in a wheelchair. And I swear, I didn't even think, Jonathan. I just looked at her and I go, lady, you're the one in the wheelchair. Oh, man. Oh, man. She looked at me. She looked at me. She's like, what? And I said, oh, my God. You've got a son that's smart, really smart. And you're denying him. Forget about denying his dream. You're denying him from wanting to go to college because he has a disability. You're the one in the chair. Yeah, seriously. Your son? Your son, he's running. He's sprinting. You're in the chair. Man. And she got really pissed, turned around, and started to cry as she took the kid away. And I never saw them again. Man. Right? Yeah. What blew me away is I I can't, I don't know what happened. She probably just told her son I was some crazy disabled guy. That he shouldn't listen to. Right, and right. That's true. I am I am a crazy disabled <laughs> guy. But it just makes me so mad when this kid obviously had physical issues. Right. But not nothing other than physical issues. Right. And she was just denying so much of this kid. And that I, I she shouldn't even be able to be the mom of that kind of you know what I no, mean? No, I hear what you're saying. Absolutely. Yeah. Like it's it's terrible when, you know, the, the parent is the one that's, like, beating the kid down, you know, in, in that sense. Like, Yeah, no, it's unbelievable. Yeah. It, it's, it's really crazy. And, and, and I also remember before she walked away, she's like, don't, you know, you're just filling him with dreams. 
he's not college material. And that's what pissed me off, Jonathan, because that's exactly what I heard about myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not college material. So it just blows me away. Usually the parent is the biggest cheerleader. Right. And I'll tell you, it's not, it's not just getting educated and going to college. It's everything. And I know this has nothing to do with what we're talking about, but I've got, you know, twin daughters, Lena and Zoe. And the one thing that just drives me nuts about Zoe <laughs> is she, she doesn't care to learn how to tie a shoe. Oh, man. And, and Lena learned like five months ago, six right. months ago. Right. Right. And this morning, Zoe's like, Dad, can you tie my shoe? And I kind of lost it, right? I'm like, no, I can't tie your shoe. And she goes, but you know how to tie shoes? And I'm like, yes, I do. I learned when I was five. You're six, and you have the use of both hands. Yes. Why don't you learn? If your dad can do it with one hand, why can't you do it with two? And it, it just drove me crazy. I guess what drives me crazy is when people who have ability – don't use it. Yeah. That's what drives me nuts. Yeah. I, that drives me nuts you know? with my kids when I'm like, hey, can you look for this and find it for me? Or, hey, is this on, do you see this on the floor? And they're like, no, no. And then I go over and it's like right in plain sight. I'm like, really? <laughs> you know, I'm just like, you know, I have to like get down the floor and crawl around because you're too like oblivious to everything around you. You can't use your God-given eyes and like actually pay attention and like look for something. Like it, that drives me crazy too. Yeah, no, absolutely. And so I think when people are trying to better themselves, and I'm not just talking about people with disabilities, I mean anyone, when you're trying to better yourself and people are shutting you out or shutting you down, those are not people you need to have in your orbit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's <laughs> No, if they're if they're family members, it's a little <laughs> difficult when you're right. a kid. Yeah. I mean, that's like the exact oh, I wish I could remember the guy's name off the top of my head. I saw this this video it was like a, a couple of years ago probably. Um it, it was this kid. I think I want to say he was born blind. If he wasn't born blind, he like lost his sight like as an infant or something. And uh, he he basically right now has this like nonprofit company where he teaches blind people how to be mobile without using a cane. So he uses essentially sonar technology, like what bats and, and dolphins use. So he teaches kids, you make this clicking sound with your mouth, like, or, you know, louder. And you, you take that sound and you can hear the sound bouncing off everything around you. So you, you can know where you're at. And so he, th- this kid growing up, th- there was like these, these clips of him, like, he was, like, teaching himself how to, like, ride a bike, you know, doing the clicking thing. And, like, he was, like, running into, like, parked cars and, like, all kinds of stuff. Like, he would climb stuff as a kid and, like, fall out of trees. And, like, his mother was like, hey, whatever. Like, let him, you know, he's going to get hurt I, no matter what he does. Or, you know, like, as long as he as long as long he bounces back up, we're good. Like, And she, she basically let him do, like, almost anything and everything he ever wanted to try. And, like. Yeah. And, you know, that's amazing. That reminds me, I was five years old when my own mother taught me how to ride a bike. Yeah. And I remember falling like 19,612 times. <laughs> yeah. Right? Probably in the, in the first 40 minutes <laughs> she was teaching me. But no sympathy for mom. None. Yeah. Like, I fell and she goes, get back up. And I'm like, mom, I got scraped. And she goes, I know. Get up. Right. Yeah. Get back on. Yeah. And then after five or six or 10 or 11 or 18,212 times falling, 
She's like, do you want to learn how to ride or not? And I said, I do. And she goes, all right, get up. And finally I caught wind and, you know, yeah. I got my balance and, and I was gone. Yeah. And I started riding. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, but, like, it's the exact opposite of, you know, unfortunately, the other mother that you talked about. I mean, you know. Yeah, and you know what? It didn't, of course, I don't know the backstory of her and her son. Like, right, I don't know yeah. if you... If he was able-bodied for a very long time and then got disabled, right, right. But, but that's still no excuse because that was your story. You, right. You yeah. had you had sight till you were fourteen. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So. So I guess the point of this podcast, my friend, is if you're out there, people, and you have kids with deficiencies, and you are shutting them down, you are doing an enormous disservice. You're not saving them. You're not helping them. Right. All you're doing is setting them up for even more failure and depression in the future. Yeah, yeah. If if they don't learn how to cope. Right. And and you might be thinking, oh, well, what if they fail doing it? What if they're not good at it? People that are able-bodied fail or aren't good at things. Like, you know, they they try things that maybe they shouldn't be trying. Like, you got to let, you know, whether it's your kid or if it's you, you got to go out and try stuff and not let people dictate what what you can or can't do absolutely and and on that note i'll wrap up by saying the following thing when i was a teenager growing up and even into my early 20s i got into this really weird mode where i wouldn't do things that i'm not good at Mm. right yeah and then one day i woke up and i'm like well my god hamad you're not good at a lot (laughs) so (laughs) either either you're gonna sit at home and do nothing or you're just going to have fun and do whatever you want, whether you're good at it or not good at it. And that's what I chose. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. No, I hear you. My, my oldest son is kind of like that. If, if something doesn't naturally come like gifted to him, which there's quite a few things he just naturally is good at. If he has to exert any, you know, any extra like strength or, or, or brain power, he wants no part of it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it for me, the, the one natural thing for me is writing. That's my thing. Yeah. Writing is easy is easy for me. It's not easy, but it comes naturally. Yeah, yeah. But but you know other things don't yeah. at all. And um, you know, that's our story for today, my friend. Yep. And if you want to check us out on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, YouTube, you can find us, follow us on Twitter and Facebook. Don't forget to check out 59 Seconds of Cloud9, which is also on limpingoncloud9.com, which is also on iTunes and Google Play. And don't forget to check out toysaccessible.com. You know what they do there. They sell toys that have been manufactured with disabilities in mind to give children with disabilities a fun experience with toys. Absolutely. And if you want to email Jonathan or myself, info at limpingoncloud9.com. Info at limpingoncloud9.com. Thank you so much, people. It's adios from me. Jonathan, you want to wrap up? Yes, everyone. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. And we will talk to you next episode. See ya.